0: Log Talk Radio.
1: On Christmas Night of the Zombies. Wow. It's our Christmas spectacular. It's December 22nd, 2008. I'm your host, KZ. This episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors. First off, WrestleWarehouse.com. You need Lucha Libre masks, uh, DVDs, independent DVDs, WWE, swag, whatnot. Go and check them out, WrestleWarehouse.com. And I'd also like to welcome aboard my newest sponsor. Much love to you down there in SoCal, Alfredo. Uh, SlamBamJam.com. If you need any current Japanese or lucha libre, Alfredo's your man. Slam Bam Jam. dot com. I have on the line right now. He's not quite in Chicago, but we'll we'll accept him anyway. Mister Sal Thomaselli, welcome to the show, Sally. What's going
0: on, man? How you doing?
1: Oh, burnt out from Christmas shopping. Too much, but I'm done. So.
0: Hey, Slam Bam Jam. They got like Noah stuff and. Like just all ja- Japanese stuff.
1: Japanese and lucha.
0: And How Japan, far back does it go?
1: They have classics. I mean, they have the New Japan classics, all Japan classics, and they have all kinds of shit. I mean, they have um, from the first navigation of Noah. So there is uh, Bison Smith and Mike Modest and Donovan Morgan footage on that site. So you could just search Modest, and you'll get a whole bunch
0: of uh of uh of hits on that. But how far back, do they, I mean, do they have stuff like, um, I've been trying to really find some stuff of the Funks in All Japan in the 60s. And it's really hard, I mean, you know, it's just really hard to find, you know. But I'm just such a fan of Terry Funk in Japan. It's just, especially when, I want it in the 60s because I want him when he was young, you know. So <laughs> I'm just struggling to find some of it. Do, do they have any of that? Um,
1: I know they have classic, the All Japan classics that go back to the 70s. I know they really? First, okay.
0: Okay. But, uh, I
1: have to everyone, check out. Um, there's actually a button button on the site for uh, classics. Is that okay? But, uh, well, I have another caller on the line. Let's uh, patch him in. This caller is calling from Seattle. Who am I speaking with? Buddy Wayne. Buddy motherfucking Wayne.
2: <laughs> hey zombie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy holidays, brother.
2: <laughs> hey you too. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I I have uh Mr. Sal Tomaselli on the line from Chicago.
2: Hey, Sal! Hey! What's up, my man? Sorry, i have always wanted to say that. So, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> good, good. It's snowing. We I got last two days. I got about twelve inches of snow here on oh, top oh, of I know. all the other
0: snow. So we're 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 screwed right now.
1: I know it, twelve inches.
0: Man. it's so. It took me twenty five hours to get to California from Chicago. <laughs> oh Jesus!
2: So bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Same old man, just
2: same old. Just fuck, uh, trying to. This, it's been over a week now. It's been probably 13, twelve, thirteen days of the snow. Just trying to go around. You know what I mean? Do everything else around it. And uh, unlike you guys in in, uh, in the Midwest, Chicago, you know, you guys, the snow doesn't don't phase you guys out here. It's like a whole other thing. So just trying to survive. So
1: Sal, Sal, um, is your school still open this month, or did you guys completely take the whole month off?
0: No, we we ran the first week, but then the sec- oh. like um, I'm at a point right now where a majority of my students work also, so they I mean I canceled one the, the second week and then the third and fourth week all fall the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day fall on practice days, so we just said screw it I'll be, we'll be back in January. Cool, cool.
1: Are you? Do you have any students in the um, in the Buddy Wayne? Uh, wrestling academy today buddy
2: no not today last night I did uh, today none and then uh, t- tomorrow I will cool yeah tomorrow <laughs> I will so
3: you
1: know that it was a pretty good story that you um that you told uh last on the last uh figure four show you were on about the uh the Vern Gagne
2: style uh training regiment that you put the, the guys through
1: that that was quite
2: funny the best that's what, you know if you guys complain about weather or or you know what I mean or Driving or this or that. I mean, watch the the the, uh, the history of the AWA. Watch any of that you know when when they train in January or excuse me November December, outside, you know, and then they went in the barn and the bar, barn wasn't sealed, and then you, you learn to work. You know what I mean? Don't don't complain about weather now. You know, so
0: there you go.
1: Well, we're we're moving fast. Sal, plug your shit.
0: Please visit EliteProWrestling.com. Uh, well, we're our TV show has been doing pretty well, and uh, we we call the first couple seasons just getting out the kinks because we're actually we did we do all the work in house editing everything. So I mean, if the editing doesn't look as clean, it's because I'm doing it, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So <laughs> we're figuring things out. But visit EliteProWrestling.com, IWMidSouthWrestling.com. A lot of the biggest, um, I, I don't want to say the best talent in the world or anything like that, but, like, a lot of up-and-coming guys that are really making a name for themselves in the Midwest run through those two companies. So if, you just, if you're interested in seeing guys, like, for example, there's a kid Mustafa Ali now that's just kind of starting to get his, get the momentum going, you know. So in, like, a year or two, hopefully he'll start. No,
1: I like that kid. He's got his shit together.
0: He's good, right?
1: You know, yeah, he, he does You know, he does the Arabic thing, but then he can back it up in the ring, too. So, you know, he's really, really good.
0: He just went out to Jersey All-Pro for his first time. uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and he's starting to get CZW now. So now he's starting to kind of venture, you know, and he's doing really, really good. And he's, I want to say he's like 21, something like that. So, you know, 20. 20, uh, They're doing really good, though, man.
1: He's so young, he's got a glue on the little beard that he wears. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for calling in and uh, wishing us all a a happy holiday. You have a happy holiday, brother. kiss your sister for me. Slip her tongue if you choose. And remember, it's almost
0: 420. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the reminder. You guys have a good one, all right? Yeah. Happy holidays. (laughs) Take care.
1: All right. That was Sal Tomaselli uh, in Northern California via Chicago. I have a Skype call on the line. Skype caller, whom am I speaking with?
0: Skype caller. Hello. Are Skype? you talking to
1: me? Yes, I am. Who am I speaking to? Oh, with?
0: I'm sorry. I'm not on, I'm not on Skype. Confuse me. I'm just calling. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, KZ. Thank you. I and uh, you it. too, buddy Wayne. I appreciate it. Thank you, you sir. Do. You
2: too. Happy uh, holidays.
0: And... You're very entertaining.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Merry Christmas to you.
2: Merry Christmas. Merry thank
0: Christmas. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: Now what, what what are the odds of that being
0: Oliver Cop? I
2: don't know. I it was Rib.
1: It had to have been. But whatever. It was a Skype caller, so
2: hey, happy it? holidays.
1: That's it. That's what it's about, brother.
2: Yeah, that's what it's about. So <clears throat> I want to say thanks again to 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 uh you kids Armstrong. You always take care of me, but oh. Russell Warehouse, I I got some stuff for my son for Christmas and and uh they hooked me up, and Jeff Dino, and and uh, they really hooked me up. So I want to thank those guys again. It's a hell of a place. They got a lot of stuff on there, and and uh, a lot of great great stuff. And so uh, um, thanks again. You for want
1: masks? You want masks? Jeff's your guy to go and
2: oh yeah. Go to and,
1: uh, yeah. You know he's right down there in San Diego, brother. So he goes and gets his own shit. Yeah, yeah. You know it's not like you know you're you're going to be paying you know a, a handling fee and all this other stuff like right. some other websites do. He goes right down because he's already yep. in San Diego.
0: Yeah, he no, a really good he did a Great raleigh.
1: job. My, my La Parka mask that he gave me for my past birthday, this past birthday, is fucking awesome. I haven't worn it once. It's, it's up on my mantle, <laughs> in my, or in my excuse me my uh my not quite my trophy case, but my my shelf. My, <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at it now. It's a shrined Al Snow, so it's my, it's a sickness. I collect anything with Al Snow in, but it has to have head. So, <laughs> hey, I love head. How about, you, but how about you, buddy? I do, matter of fact. Okay, okay. Well, and Al Snow. You know, we're we're both married, brother, so we probably couldn't remember what it felt like <laughs> so, <laughs> for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the glory days!
1: Yes, boy, do we miss the rats. <laughs> uh. Uh, so, are you working at all? Are you you taking any dates, or since the weather's shitty, have you just like said
2: fuck No, No, every, everything down here is down. There, I mean, there's groups run every weekend out here. You know, there's a show probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and multiple shows on on Saturday and Sunday, but everything's since since last weekend's been down just because of snow. Portland's even worse than we are up. Here. Are uh, up here. I'm about 200 miles from Portland, 200 miles north, and everything's shut down. So, just the wrestling school. That's it. Cool.
1: So, uh, have you thought about running shows in your backyard?
2: Mm, no, no. Rip Rogers always tells me to run them in my garage.
1: Why not? And it'll,
2: it'll hold 20 people. And I and and he says you don't need chairs. Just have them just just sit on like the lawnmower or, uh, or paint cans. And and do it, and I was like, no "Oh God, Jesus, he he would do no it. Chris, I, I can't dude. do it."
1: Oh, but uh, you know, you just you have your guys that, that come in regularly to train and let the, you know you film it. That way, the guy at least the guys get a chance
2: to look at what they're doing. Yep, yep. They they all watch it. They, if I, I I tell them you know, and, I, and it's still on film. I'll tell them what what I think or what I you know just and I go the little things. I pick apart part just, just because that's what happens. That's the way it is, you know what I mean? Um, and, and they don't, they they okay, okay. And then they watch it back and they say, oh, I see what you're talking about. You know, and I say, if, if you were just going to do just the most basic high spot and the lockup looked like shit, or if you ended with an arm drag and looked like shit, the whole spot is ruined. To someone who knows what they're doing because they remember that, you know, and they forget the good stuff you did. And uh, and now now they see what I'm talking about, you know, like a bad lock or taking a tackle or something. <clears throat> so I tape it all and <clears throat> excuse me and let them uh, let them uh, watch it back and 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 they see what I'm talking about. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's different. There's a difference between verbally telling someone, hey, you know, you're you're not executing this correctly, as opposed to showing them video wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, picture speaks louder than words, though. Um, now, those that are listening live, uh, com. Go on to the Podna- Podcast Network home base. Uh, you can join the chat. I'm pretty sure Terry Fierro's in there since he's in Seattle and he snowed the fuck in. So, Yeah. Uh, he's right the, by uh, me. Yeah. For the remainder, hour and 45, hour and a half, we're going to go about another hour and a half. We'll be taking phone calls. Uh, three, four, seven, two, one, five, seven, nine, four, six. You can call in, you know, until you're blue in the face. We will talk to you in the second hour. We will we will have former WWE, you know, fuck that former OVW superstars, the heartthrobs, Antonio Thomas and, uh, Romeo Roselli. I say that because they were cut off, you know, they were neutered right when they came up. So they, they were good, um, have, uh you and Rip ever talked about you know the stuff that the Heartthrobs or heartbreakers did down in OVW God,
2: I'm trying I'm trying to remember there's
1: um they, they did like a stripper gimmick as a team
2: yeah i i think I, even like the dicks the, the dick guys who were called something else um, Jim and I. no 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 uh, um the, the oh, little guys
1: chad and chad and uh, the other guy yeah yeah, yeah.
2: And Rip always just spoke so highly of those guys, you know what I mean? And then, then they get brought up, and and he'll see it one time and just be just like, I, you know, I, what can you do? You know what I mean? Like, look at Batista in OVW when he was um, Leviathan, and, and he was like a legit monster. And then his first first time up in New York, he was, um remember he was with uh, uh, Devon Dudley. He was like the, uh, the bodyguard for him or something when he was doing the preacher gimmick or whatever. You know, I'm like... You took a guy who was uh, his head was shaved, he had the contacts, three twenty five jacked, and you turned him into like this comedy. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So Rip always speaks highly of these guys, you know. There and he, what they when they go up there, what they do with them, it's out of his control. But well, at least they're
1: trained properly before they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll always have a home in OVW. They always,
2: they always and, yeah. And, and like Elijah uh, Burk,
1: oh, Elijah Burke is back teaching.
2: He's back teaching there. Joey Mercury was. Um, Nick Din- Eugene Nick Dinsmore's back there. Rob Conway's around. Um, um, Not this
1: weekend. Rob's a little busy this past weekend. Uh, oh, is the he? NWA, yeah, the NWA had their second set of tapings this past weekend. So mm.
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah, they're keep your eyes out. They're they're coming.
0: They're coming. Yeah. I mean,
1: they have some talent. They have uh, Caden Murdoch, um, who hopefully they let Murdoch. Go, you know that kid has got so much talent. He was mm-hmm. so fun. He really reminded me of Dicky. He really reminded me of Dick Murdoch. And yeah. Just uh, his mannerisms, and
3: you know,
2: I was waiting yeah. for him
1: to, you know, do a little spin and fall down face first. But you know that they never let him let him do yeah. that. But
3: yeah, the yeah. NWA,
1: they just uh, taped this past weekend, so they they have, they have a show on. T- they have a TV
2: state. Are they on station or?
1: They're on Colors Network on direct tv and you can watch it on the website
2: hmm, okay
1: um they're coming back on the air in january and they're shopping around to certain cable stations
2: i always liked uh lance kate i worked with him before one time there and uh it, i mean for being a big guy god he was so smooth and so easy and and good attitude and i loved him and i liked the guy so
1: have you had a chance to see uh mark jindrak since he left
2: uh no i worked with him that that they were a tag team matter of fact i worked with him right. also that but uh no i haven't seen Jindrak. you know any i know he's in mexico but i haven't seen seen anything of him at all yeah. he's another one i thought I, when i saw him i'd never met the guy I'd seen him in person or nothing like that and and uh <clears throat> they he they called him over there they, they called they got us all by the ring to, before the before the whatever Sunday Night heat thing and and uh, they called him over, and here he comes walking over, and just a big guy, he had long hair, like a model, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just went, God, you can't go wrong with this guy, you know. And they did, of course, something went, you know, but I don't know. But I heard he's doing good in Mexico. Very well.
1: Very well. He's a um, um, And he's so much taller than everybody. Oh, yeah. So when, when he does a leapfrog, it looks like he just –
2: hops up off his feet
1: and the guy's under his legs
2: yeah yeah and he was so easy I remember just so light so easy so you know what I mean mm-hmm. not clumsy not you know
1: god that's well, amazing you know some of the guys that came out of the power plant at that time all the players yeah. um, Palumbo Palumbo's good
2: Palumbo's yeah I like him now. yeah I like
1: him so yeah he's down there in Mexico now oh good um, who else the other guy Johnny the Bull
2: Johnny he's the Bull I liked there. him
1: yeah, he's working for AAA. Oh, good. Uh, that dude's that dude's a monster. Yeah, but he's he's short though. But yeah, but he's got a hell of a
2: look. He got a hell of a look on that thick. He looks like a badass. I always i liked I liked his look.
1: Yeah, but then on the flip side, you had that Sean O'Hare clown, uh, Mike Sanders. You know, they put out some shit, but they put out some good talents
2: too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how that Sean O'Hare. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, well, I, mean, was, I was there the night mean, when Roddy came back and and Spokane and they were starting to do something with him together or something like that. And I don't know what went wrong with that guy. Well, Roddy was mentoring him on the air, if I remember
1: right. Mm-hmm. But I liked the, the character they did with with uh, Sean O'Hare. You know, <clears throat> you know, you know already. I don't have to tell you, kind of you know, devil's advocate kind of thing and. You know, he had a good look too. Yeah, really yeah. Good look and I, I just think that he couldn't grasp it, or he yeah. couldn't handle the handle being up in New York. But yeah, he did the shoot fighting thing and you know, law troubles and all that. And
0: uh,
1: <clears throat> another guy
2: that's gone, Mike Sanders.
1: A waste of space. That guy's a goof.
2: Yeah, I just remember him from WCW. Just, not, you know, just kind of he was like just going front over me, just kind of just in the middle, just. N- nothing, rem- nothing memorable, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's it. That's all I remember. So.
1: Well, disco. I think you know. I think disco should have stayed in Memphis. He was doing really good in Memphis. That gimmick, you know, would work down there, but it, it it's not a big time company gimmick. Yeah. You know, I honestly don't. Um, honestly, don't think it's a big time gimmick, and it's not going to get over. And he never really did. They just shoved them down everybody's throats and right uh, now are you gonna see the wrestler?
2: yeah, I want to I don't know I don't know where it's at or or uh, uh you know it's in a theater or whatever around here, but yeah, I'd like to see it
1: they, it's on uh, it's opening the twenty sixth the day after christmas oh, it is, yeah, that's good yeah, I'd like
2: definitely to see that
1: full court press um from what I hear, man it is blow away. Hmm. You know, it's not you know not a not a fluff picture mm-hmm. at least, which is good.
2: Yeah, I like to see it. I like to see it. Hmm.
1: So, have have you gotten in any any new footage
2: that that you'd like to talk about? Um, I to, I I just I watched the night I watched um a Gentleman's Choice, the Chris Adams story, hmm. which was great.
1: Uh, what was the website?
2: Isoda.com.
1: Isoda.com, and it's what eight
2: dollars for the stream? Yeah, if you want to if you want to watch on the computer, you can order it the the disc, or if you want to watch it the one time, it's it's eight bucks, and you can watch it, and it's oh, I think it was ninety minutes, but it it was it was great. Just what a what a good story, you know what I mean? In the in the way this way it was edited, and and. Uh God, this is such a good story. So and they talked to Tim Brooks and they talked to to Gary Hart and they uh, they talked to any the guys that were that were working that were around him, they talked to his ex wife you know. Mm-hmm. So, talk Bill Mercer? Mm, I don't remember if they talked to Bill Mercer. I know they talked to the um, uh Mickey Grant, but they might have talked to Bill Mercer, but I don't remember. But I know I know uh Mickey Grant they just you know everybody just talks about the the Jekyll and Hyde side of him and and uh and that was it was a good story it was a really good story and i
1: miss McMahon, McMahon needs to drop to his knees in that cemetery and kiss that gravestone, mm. because if it weren't for that man, there would be no boom, mm, and
2: that's the truth, yep. You know, so I okay. talked to Kevin and Eric too. Oh. Just you know a little bit of stuff, but just you know it was a crazy time, anyways, for all those guys. But he just just kept on, kept on, and I think the, the whole the whole thing, behind, you know, he could have been so much bigger than he was. You know, he yeah. he could have been. He was his own worst own worst enemy, really. I, you
1: know, buddy, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. Um, he didn't have the charisma that could get over nationally, I think. Yeah. And, you know, he was as good as a territorial, you know, uh, top-of-the-card guy. Uh, you know, he was a, a perfect in, – in the boom, the world-class boom, he was that, that extra piece. Yeah. You know, that could change, you know, a six-man with the Freebirds and the Von uh, Erics to an eight-man, and, you know, it, it gave that feud legs. You know, plus he did the thing with Jim Garvin, and you know, it was just you know that was a glory period, man. That was good stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He just
2: by the time by the time like he got that little bit of a run at the end of WCW there, and and he was getting old. You know what I mean? And and his body was ruined from everything. You know, yeah. and it was like, ah, uh, what can you know? They, I think they threw him in the, in the blue bloods blood a little bit or something. They threw him with Regal, I remember, and and. Uh, He's just ruined, and he was, and he was, uh, everything was double, double You double-guessed, you know, double, you know, like, oh, God, is someone out to get me? You know what I mean? One of those kind of guys, like, so, I just think it was over, but he he had nothing else, there was nothing else he could do. He he loved his business, but he he didn't want to get out, but that's all he knew was just swerving, you know? Mm
3: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. It's a hell of a movie, though, and I and then I saw the uh, I saw the um, the flare, uh epic. epic, epic, yeah. The shoot DVD, the four <laughs> four discs. Epic. So,
1: and they're not done.
2: No, it's good, man. I love that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was just four days for me of just fucking goodness of flare, man. Mm mm-hmm. hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm.
2: Uh, the Colonel's good, stu- good too. Colonel's one's good too. Yeah. Colonel still holds back, you know what I mean. He he does, he'll he'll talk and and he still kind of holds back just because that's the way it was, you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's still that it, it, he's still that mindset, you know, where you don't air certain stuff and you know because people have families and and whatever. And he so he don't he don't do it, but his his thing was good. His thing was good. He he's been so many places, that guy. You know, so well,
1: let's see. Let's see, uh, Vern, Portland, Hawaii, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Kansas City, Kansas City uh,
2: Florida, did you say Florida?
1: Florida, that's right, yeah, Florida. There's
2: Derek Draper, and he, he was did, in Germany forever, a, for years, he you know.
1: Coffee. He did a cup of coffee in 83 in New York. Yep. With Buddy. Yep, that was the good shit. That '83 TV was exceptional. It was right before Hogan, the big boom. Yep, and, you know, and and they they didn't put the big time people you know on TV every week. It was the, mm-hmm. the contenders moving up, and you know, Hennig was there as a job guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Gilbert was there hey, as a Gilbert job guy. Yep, yeah, that's good shit right there. You know, yep. where they just you know they they were job guys, Eddie buddy, but they wouldn't just go out and give you five minutes. No. You know they they made you think. Yep. But see, they the thing is though they had to keep those lower guys strong because they opened the open the house shows.
2: Yep, they were on they were on all the house shows.
1: Like uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen the match uh, Kurt Hennig and uh, uh, Hennig and Gilbert MSG where they went 20 minutes in the opener. It was yeah, the yeah.
2: Disc. yeah well, wasn't that, that the, was Kurt Hennig like his first his first show in New York or something like that?
1: Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. Yeah you know i that 's what's i don't know well th- this was brought up on the figure four on your your last show but um do you think that that the other the companies out there should use job guys for for enhancement matches
2: um i don't I, see i don 't know if you can go i don 't know if you can go back if people would sit through it anymore you know what i mean yeah. I, I don't know i don't know if you if you could go back now and can keep keep people glued to the TV. You don't like, you know, like saying, like, oh God, seeing, uh, whoever, whoever you, you know, um, John Cena, not not, not even John Cena, but I can't even think of names right now, but, and, you know, like, in a jobber, and then, and, and Villeneuve's at one, one or two big matches a week. You know what I mean? Now you see just stars against stars, and I don't think, I don't think you can go back and keep people's interest I think if I think you there should, there should
1: be more structure. There should be more structure where wins mean something. You know, if you get so many wins, you get to move up to the next. You know. Spot yeah. On the show or whatever. That way, people will give a fuck about all the matches. Mhm. Mhm. You know. Yeah. I don't. No one cares. Yeah. I don't have an emotional investment in anybody on WWE no. TV. No. Yeah. And let's don't let's not even go get started on TNA. I get, that shit gives me a headache.
2: I uh, yeah, I came in. oh Jesus! I turned it on last Thursday. I don't even remember what I saw. It was so just. It was somebody was gonna. I remember seeing the girls in the th- dress locker room. They were arguing or something. They had makeup on something. I remember just going Jesus! And 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 I turned the channel and it was <laughs> my time.
1: I was ready to turn
2: back. It was over. So. Yeah.
1: Now is is Tony Condello still alive?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Is he still promoting? Oh,
2: uh, that I don't know. I he when, no, I don't. I don't think he is. He's got a he. He, he was a uh, he owned at the, at the time when I met him in '88. He owned two hair salons. He was a hairstylist, but he is an old. He was he was um, an old job for the AWA and a Winnipeg guy, right? And he um, um, he had two hair salons that he owned, and he did good at those, you know. And then he'd run he'd run his he his local TV, and and he'd use AWA, and then later and then it was NWA, then it was back to AWA again. You know, he'd use their their things, their he'd use their shows. But then when he was gonna when he was getting ready to run his his house shows, whether it was like two nights or a week or something. He'd have localized interviews, plug in. He may bring some stars in, so I don't think he's running anymore. He's got he's he's got he's got to be his late sixties, but but um he was smart with his money.
1: Now when when you went when you went up north, um, let's let's talk about Eddie
2: Watts. Eddie Watts, um, yeah.
1: Eddie Watts. Talk about a talent that was never really seen. Yep. You know, He was was fun. He was
2: awesome. Um, Who trained him? He trained by, um, oh, what's that guy's name? He's out of Winnipeg,
0: Ernie Rualt,
2: and he used to run, I can't even remember the name of the group, kind of opposition to Tony, not really opposition, but he'd run shows also in Winnipeg. He trained a bunch of guys like um, um, Chi Chi Cruz, just Eddie Watts, bunch of bunch of Winnipeg there were so many guys that came out of Winnipeg you know that that people don't know about but but he he trained eddie bro, eddie broke in at seventeen and out of Winnipeg and then I met him in Vancouver he came to Vancouver for our al tomco and and uh me and him just for some reason we just we were the same size we just clicked working together, so we went to the Maritimes and then from there, we just, we'd just we have just a few matches on tape, and we'd, we'd send them out, you know, like, like we were leaving the Maritimes. We sent them to Tony. That's how I met Tony. He sent them to Tony, and um, Johnny Weaver was up there in the Maritimes celebrating a, a wedding anniversary, and he's staying with Leo Burke, and, he, and we showed him the tape, and NWA was coming up for Tony for, for two days, and then Tony was running another seven days with the Kansas City crew, the rest of the Kansas City crew up there. And, uh, Johnny, Johnny sent, sent along to Tony and Tony called us out there and we got nine days out of it and just, and he was so, he was so good. He was, got he was no, no ego really, you know, he's, and he's one also got me in Mexico. So no, he was, I mean, he went to, he was in Calgary. He was in, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, the Maritimes. I can't tell you how many times he was in, uh, Puerto Rico, Japan, um, Mexico numerous times, so, yeah, he had a a good run, just, you know, know I mean, just opening car, a lot of people didn't know about him.
1: Have you ever um, made your way towards Montreal? Did you ever get a chance to work in that area at all?
2: No, we went through, we'd go through there to go to the Maritimes, but there was nothing, and when I went through in 88, there was nothing going on there, we stayed there, and, um, um, just going through, we knew a guy Bob Del Serra, old Montreal worker, Rocky Del Serra's brother, from who uh, lives in Vancouver. But Bob Del Serra worked as a UFO as is, is Bob Heffernan, is one of the Kangaroos, is, and and he lived there and, and he ran a strip club. So we went out with him for a little while, and then we just went through there. But there's nothing going on in Montreal at that at '88. Mm. Wow, that's
1: kind of interesting that, that that was you know it was a dead time because it was it was hot you know in 86
0: yeah you know, oh yeah the,
1: uh, with the Garvins up there you know that stuff was insane yeah and that that was some heat brother you know you don't yeah. get that shit anymore no no <laughs> so you you mentioned mexico mm-hmm. um if if you had an opportunity would you go back
2: i mm. i mean not now not i mean not now with me physically but i would because i'd study this shit and i never studied it before when i got a chance to go i just went just to wrestle i didn't understand it was a whole other life you know a whole other style and a whole i never i never got that you know and uh but I'd, i'd love to i'd love to redo that time again 1991 i'd love to redo that time again but but Study this stuff. Really study this stuff. And 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 the best. I tried. To, I tried to work their style. And and Art Barr went in a year after me. And Art goes. He learned the best thing from Jake Roberts. He goes. You make them work your style. He goes. They've seen all this shit. Now you make them do the American style. You know. You can you can get their their spots in. But when it's time to get the heat, do it work. Be American. And I was like, I never even thought of that. I was always just okay i gotta fit in here and um and uh so i'd go back and just and just watch tapes and and you know i had i had no i mean god i, I was on shows with with conan and and paraguay senior and I, I remember just i had no clue who they were not you know and, and no disrespect but i just didn't i didn't know you know god these guys are legends and and, uh, or, uh, Apollo and Caesar Dante's and, and I was like, well, okay, whatever. Dory Dixon, he was another one who was there with me all the time. And, um, Dory Dixon was awesome because he knew I didn't know Lucha and he'd worked in America for so long. And so he would adapt, you know what I mean? But otherwise I was like, I was lost. I, I mean, I could do this stuff, but it was just no fun. It was just, you know what I mean?
1: Not feeling it.
2: Yeah. It, it's like you wanted to be in the NFL, but. You, you're a referee or something. And you're going. I don't want to be a referee. I want to play. You know, or I just I didn't. I was like we we're making great money and we we had to, we could do anything we wanted. We were in the best hotels, and miserable. Just you know, just like you can talk to anybody, and so all that stuff I would have I would have uh, I would have redid. So. Earthquake Ferris. Yeah, he's up there, right? Where you're at,
1: right? Yeah, he's up this way. That dude, you know, why didn't he do anything bigger than what he did? I mean, he had the size. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously he can work. You know. Yeah. And, and you know, he he was an amateur, big time amateur, and you know, shit like that. But I understand he didn't want to leave here. You know, he still he still coaches wrestling at Antioch High School.
2: He still. Yeah, coaches. I don't I don't know. I, yeah, probably just that. I didn't want to leave. Probably just. You know, happy to do his little little thing there, and then and and be home, and that, that's probably you know, you know what I mean. That's it. If I would have got typecast in one of those PN News type roles, you know what I mean. He wasn't a bad worker. I remember seeing him, but um, yeah, you know, they get a little taste of it, and then they're they're happy and done. So that's probably the case with him. But I I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, he was he was fun. You know, to to watch him on indie shows and. You know, he he did his thing. You know, he used to used to run shows at the uh, Antioch High School for the wrestling team. Huh. You know, and they were always fun. You know, they used all all the usual characters. You know, Rick right. uh, Rick Thompson, um, Jerry Monty when he was on. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mentioned uh, dancing Rick Thompson. Dancing um, Ricky Thompson. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's another man who throws a sweeter dropkick than him. Um. I, well, with the exception of his quote-unquote K-saved son, Robert. But, um, yeah, Ricky Thompson was, was good back then. Uh, how about Alexia Smirnoff? That's a good name for you.
2: Yeah, I remember. Is he still alive or no? Yeah, yeah, he's he still is. alive. He's still living in Hayward, yeah. I just remember him. He had a wrestling school with Jerry. and I, I mean, Buddy and Colonel would, would work a lot for Jerry. And he had a school with <laughs> Smirnoff, and they had some fight over money or something and smirnoff owned one one ring pole so jerry showed up to the school one day and one ring pole was missing that was his thing like he took you know but um i just i just remember him all those wwf shows up up in uh northern california he'd show up and just you know he'd he'd uh just walk around, and he'd be going, hey, K and blah, he'd be yelling, and, and the guys, you know, the guys, then, this is the early 90s, were looking at him like, I have no idea, they didn't know Carney, they didn't know who he was,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, they didn't know, yeah.
2: it. and they're like, okay, who's this guy, and um, um, that's all that's I remember him, that's all I remember him, Rick Thompson, I worked with Rick Thompson a lot with uh, him and Jerry, me and Buddy against him and Jerry, and uh, i liked him i liked him i mean he was old. I, I don't remember how old he was and i don't think he was in the best the best shape but he was easy and jerry i don't know how old jerry was but he was he looked phenomenal all the time so did you ever get to work with bug Zumhoff? no i talked to him on the phone probably four or five years ago <clears throat> um buddy was on the phone with him and I always remember this match Buck Zumoff had for the AWA belt in Minneapolis with... Um, Steve Regal. No, with Mike Graham. They brought Mike Graham up from Florida. There you go. And, um, um, God, just what a fucking match. Just just unbelievable. And then, so Buddy had called Buck, or Buck called Buddy, and, and Buddy called me on the three-way, and we talked. We, I got, I got to talk to him, and I just told him, I just... Yes, I remember that match, and, all, and he just told me he was running shows out there, and his basic, you know, he, his daughter was working, and and guys he trained, and he had the basic six man crew worked three matches, and then a six man tag, and they just ran wherever, and so I always liked him though.
1: Yeah, he was he was something he was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, when did I first see him? I first saw him when when Vern started running here after San so Francisco closed. Oh, um, really? He, yeah. He could, he come out with the boombox and I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is this?" Yeah. You know, he, he always lost, but you know, still, it was, you know, it was something different. And he, you know, he always gave his best and, you know, he was he was more than a job guy. He wouldn't do right. a job on TV usually, but you know, in the in the arena shows that was different, but yeah, he was fun. Yeah it was, yeah, it was something different.
2: Yeah, something different. Yep.
1: <clears throat> Just wacky shit. But mm. uh, now that we've got a break in the action, um, Kurt Brown out there, I know you're listening, brother. Get well and have a very safe, safe. Yeah, life. Kurt. Yeah, he's um, going through chemo right now. So. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, he's got a couple more shots, and and hopefully he should be good. Good, hang in uh, there, man. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, Kurt's a good man. He's a uh, he's a good man. Good. That's, uh, not quite a good worker, but he's a good man.
2: But That's all that matters.
1: I, I got I got in a bunch of bunch of his uh, his lucha stuff that he did in California, and it's just really really wacky shit, man. Just out there stuff, and I'll cool. have to send you some of it. It's just you know it, it. You have to go in thinking, hey, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to be entertained. It's not going to be Flair flare steamboat.
2: Was that the uh, what was the name of that group out of there out of uh, your area? It was like weird, they had like weird names. Extremely,
1: up here we had Extremely Strange Wrestling, which came out of incredibly strange wrestling.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what happened was uh, J.R. Benson had a falling out with ISW, so he started his own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's exactly some of the footage I'm talking about. You can get that footage at slambamjam.com. Type in Vandal or Drummond. Or Lucky Pierre, and you will see the footage. There's uh, five or six discs of uh, that have Kurt Brown on it, and there's some other weird shit on there too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was some. That, you know what though, buddy? That's different. And you know, you're not going to go see a classic. You, you're going to go and have a good time.
2: You can have a good time. Yeah.
1: I think that that's a lot of what's missing today too. Yep. People don't. You know, they want to get their chance on. They they want to get their signs on TV. They don't want to just sit down and have fun. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's why I go to indie shows. Yeah. You know I go and have fun. You know, yeah. I go and watch these these hungry kids that are trying to, you know, make a living and, you know, move on to that next level. You know, and <clears throat> sure there are a couple studs out here that will make it. It's only a matter of time. Right. But it's not like, you know, I go out and I see these these guys trying. You know, we have over the hill guys. We have guys breaking in. We have guys that moved here. You know, we have the fly ins, and we're just going to have fun. And I think yeah. that's what's missing
2: yeah my well, students don't even go to the shows I mean there's shows around here and I tell them you know hey there, there's it and they just they don't or I've had you know, they go one time and they just go and then it's it's almost like it's almost a negative because they go that's what it is you know or that you know why am I I busting my ass so hard and I'm, I'm seeing these guys that that are horrible you know and and they're they're telling the truth you know and and I try to steer steer them away from going to it because it's not like it's not like going to, you know, go to the Cow Palace back in the day or the or the Portland Sports Arena or Seattle Center Arena. You know, back when when Roy Shire or Donald was running and and watching a local show. You know, watching when they came to town. I mean, this is these are just guys just working for free and probably should be paying to work and and it's it's a negative and especially to the people who buy a ticket. You know. People buy a ticket, then then they think everything's like that. They, you, you could you could bring a whole other show to the building a month later, a whole other crew, a whole other group. And they don't care. They just think it's the same thing they saw the month before. So, mm. Mm. and that's what's that's what's bad about out here. Okay, you got a cool. place as big as Portland, uh, Oregon, and you got you got uh, three uh, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday show, and and combine if they two hundred people, you know, mm-hmm. they're lucky. So, I... you know,
1: the the indie scene has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it used to be you'd go and you see young kids on the bottom, then you have your veterans, you know, on top. Mm-hmm. You know, they would sign, they're signing their gimmicks and whatever during the intermission, then they they work the main event. You don't see that anymore. No. You know, there isn't something for everybody, and that, no. that's the problem.
2: And there's no, there's no, uh, there's no, um, um, hey, it's, you got to be this to get on a show, or you got to, you know, you you were trained by somebody, and, and that guy, you know, they'll get you on the show, and you get looked at, and if you don't do good, you, you ain't coming back. If the, if if 30 guys are there, and they're working for free, it doesn't matter. The guy's going to put on, you know, you're going to have a show with 30 guys, and, 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 Probably twenty-eight of them suck, you know. Where it used to not, you know, you know, 18 like the nineties. Let's say it used to not be like that. Yeah, I mean, you, to get on a show, you had to crack the top twelve, and that was hard. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: Caller from the eight one four. Whom am I speaking with?
4: Hello, my name is Justin Shapiro, and I would like What's to ask a question about wrestling.
1: What's wrestling?
4: Um, I have
1: no idea what you're talking about.
4: The sports entertainment the, maybe,
1: but not wrestling. <laughs> oh drawing right. art. How you doing, Justin? Happy holidays, brother. Likewise. Do you happen to have a question for Mr. Buddy Wayne before I kick him off the air? Of the um time.
4: I just wanna thank him for all the advice he's given about when to grab a
2: hold, which
4: is often
2: <laughs> grab a hold. Settle down. Yeah. That's right. That's the truth. Jesus. As Regal says, just hold on. <laughs> just yeah, Well, just hold on, mate. Yeah, just hold. That's it. Just hold, I'll put myself in the hole. Just hold on. <laughs> so aren't guys
1: that could do that anymore, buddy.
2: No, no. The Regals, the, the Finley. Uh, yeah, Brad Armstrong, to to the Dick Murdochs. Jesus.
1: See, nowadays I would say, l- let me see if you agree with me, Justin. Uh, maybe a Quacking Bush. Uh, A hero could probably do that, Um, you know, guide someone young.
4: Yeah. Well, I think anyone could grab a hold, but after after that, I don't know. Yeah, then move
2: on, right? Then that's a whole other story.
4: Transition out. Well, Mr. Wayne, plug the school.
2: BuddyWayne.net. That's about it. If you want to uh, uh, shoot me an email, but if if you're up in the area or – or you're someplace else? And you want to know of a good school? I mean, ovwrestling.com, o- o- dot the best. Um, uh, Stormwrestlingacademy.com. Which one?
1: Stormwrestling.com. Oh yeah,
2: storm. Re- yeah, storm wrestling. Landstorm, very, very good.
1: Chicago, land area. Uh, that would be eliteprowrestling. Elite pro, uh, Elite pro wrestling, and, and,
2: and, and, and does Jeff have, have one, one down there in San Diego?
1: Jeff is opening his school in January. Oh, good for him.
2: So he's another one. That's
1: awesome. There you go. Uh, you can maybe even work out with Mr. Adam Pierce. You never know.
2: You never know. He'll
1: show up. So, but, uh, buddy, kiss your kiss your wife and, and hug your son for me.
2: I will. You guys and everybody out there, uh, happy holidays and be safe. And um, again, thank thanks Zombie for everything you've done for me. You know you've done. And uh, um, Russell Warehouse and Jeff Dino, thanks you guys for for uh for being there for me, so thanks okay, everybody awesome. though. Alright,
1: take care, buddy, and cover up with a blanket. I know it's cold up there. I know.
2: Thanks you guys. Take care.
1: Alright, bro. Okay, that was Hi.
4: the Buddy
1: Wayne. Justin, welcome to the show. How you doing?
4: I'm very, very good. It's delicious to be here. Delicious. Mm-hmm. yes.
1: Delicious. Brandy and eggnog is delicious. I have to agree. Certainly. Oh. Um well you you you've been requested to to get on the air on anyone's show, Fuck nut, Brian Alvarez couldn't get it done, but I did. So, Alan Farrell, this one's for you.
4: Merry Christmas to him and him alone. I'm so glad there to make his dreams come true. I always love to to talk to people. So, here about anything, and not necessarily on the phone. So, this is a great thing for me in my life. Okay. May I begin with a question? I had sure, a question please. actually. Okay. Uh kid zombie as a moniker. Now
0: mm-hmm.
4: are does that indicate that you are a kid who is bit by a zombie as a kid and remained in a zombified childlike state? Or is that the offspring of two existing zombies who procreated? Neither. 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 Uh, I was twenty one, when I was
1: twenty one. I Started a band and we called it Kid Zombie 2000 because we loved Kid Rock, we loved White Zombie, so there you go, and it kind of stuck.
4: Oh, so it has nothing to do with the supernatural or the
1: macabre. Oh well, I I do think that George A. Romero is a god, but that's on a completely different plane.
0: <clears throat> I yeah, just
1: I got in a I just got in a bunch of DVDs from uh, my sponsor Slam Bam Jam dot com, and uh, their like show. You. There there is a show in Mexico called Disco Inferno from May 4th 2008 with El Generico. And I was blown away by seeing El Generico do straight lucha. Um what do you think what are your feelings on the generic one?
4: I thought it was pronounced Hey Generico. Um that's about the long and short of my opinion there. Um I you trying, more. I'm sorry.
1: You're trying to tell me you you you've not liked his Ring of Honor work, or have you boycotted Ring of Honor since they had the booking change?
4: I would not say I've boycotted Ring of Honor uh, so much as I just um, it being on at the same time that I was watching anything hasn't overlapped. Uh, I did see some in 2005. I assume things are exactly the same then. Is CM Punk still champion? <laughs>
1: He's soon to be intercontinental champion.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Good as. Whatever. What
1: What happened to the pure title? Uh, They unified them after uh, Nigel got his head rammed into a post.
4: Oh, okay. That's not very pure. Not at all. It was pure bloody. Because I saw that um, Chris Masters had a string where he was beating uh, ROH Beer Champions on heat, so I thought maybe he should get a run with it. <laughs> well,
1: well, you mentioned Chris Masters. A friend of the show, com in San Bernardino area, Southern California. They will be using Chris Masters either in January or February. So go out of your way to see Chris. Um, you need to see that guy up close. He's phenomenally put together. Just his body is awesome. Um I can't talk about Chris's head. I, I've never been in there, but he's, he's
4: got the body. But he's balding. that's in his head. Receding yeah. hair follicles. <laughs> oh, his physique is such so spectacular that I would go so far as to call it a masterpiece of art and and muscle.
1: But it's kinda hard to afford the good stuff when you're working in Indies. So
4: <laughs> I don't understand that reference. <laughs>
1: so so what what's the most recent wrestling you've seen, Justin?
4: I attended live in Inhuman Person Raw last week. That was no Disneyland, but... Was
1: that the Tomko dark match?
4: Yeah, I saw Tomko's dark match. He didn't look that fat.
0: <laughs>
4: that fat. <laughs> How did yeah. he look in the ring? He looked, um... The same as Tonko, and people were like, hey, I know who this is. I would like to cheer for him. So when when words like disaster were thrown around, I don't know, um, maybe they were just mad that he did not end it with his big problem-solving kick and instead used a power slam. (laughs) But I I was excited because, like, clearly clearly this is laying the groundwork for a big... um, Paul and Katie lee Birchell versus Tom Cohen-Trish viewed, but I don't think that's going to happen tonight, so disappointing. I have to agree.
1: So, when is, Ed, when is Christian going to come back and team
4: with Edge? I've been expecting gonna happen? I've been waiting for the Christian finish to help Edge on every show since Survivor Series, so I, if I keep saying it, eventually I'll be right. But it made more sense when when he would be like costing um, whoever a match to keep keep the belt for Edge. Now that Jeff has it, I think it'd be too soon for him to to cause Jeff to lose the belt back. So I don't know how impactful a return he can make. I guess he could always he could always just show up and, and enact violence on him. But um, it'd be a weird thing to do on a taped uh, SmackDown show before the Royal Rumble, just because they don't really debut people on that show. Uh,
1: how about the, uh, a mystery entrant into the Royal Rumble and he has a diesel diesel
4: run throughout
1: five or six people?
4: So that would work. Um, uh, yeah, that would make a lot more sense. I think you'll probably see, like, Umaga as a guy because they've waited this long to bring him back. It'll probably either be a surprise entry or um, do the classic Undertaker Royal Rumble concept of uh, cheating to... Injustly pull him out of the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good idea too. Umaga. Yeah. yeah. How can you I keep guess, a, Maga, a oh, like sorry. Matt on the side. How can you keep a guy like Umaga on the sidelines?
4: I don't know. May, um, could be because like the Christmas and um, Iraq trip uh, put everything on hold. Because um, I figured he'd, like, come out of the casket at Survivor Series, but I think they just wanted to get past that. And then um, they taped all the TV and couldn't really set up a mesh for Armageddon because it was so soon a turnaround. So once you get past that, you can't really do anything as far as a, a big um, momentous, uh debut until after the new year, I guess. Do you catch Florida TV at all? Um... Only if by Florida TV you mean um, network shows that air in the state of Florida and other states.
1: (laughs) I read. Florida.
4: uh, uh, I read um, Dave's paragraph about it every week, and that's like watching it because you know.
3: Well, he does watch.
1: Yep. Make sure of that. But yeah, you know, it's there's really no one that's ready to come. Oh
4: yeah. It's seen that way for a while now. Like um, Ken Kennedy and MVP are really the last two developmental guys they've uh, actually got into semi-successful acts, unless I'm forgetting somebody obvious. Um, no, and Punk you're not. Who came up to, around the same time as them.
1: Well, Punk, Punk is, is an exception to the rule because, yeah. as far as anybody's concerned, he was ready. You know, he didn't need to be repackaged, so.
4: Do you think think CM Punk is Kelly Kelly's secret boyfriend?
1: It wouldn't (sighs) surprise me. Yeah, I know he's got to be hitting it.
4: He's (laughs)
1: he's banged every other diva, so why
4: not? Um, Because if you look at her dating history, you've got uh, Mike Knott and Balls Mahoney. So that leads me to believe that it is A, a pro wrestler, B, with a beard. So, I don't know. Who that? Who that leaves? Jim Duggan, maybe. I don't know. He's <laughs> yeah, old, like cool. like Batista. They're probably about the same age, so.
1: Batista, Jeez, when's he gonna fall apart?
4: He's done well. He's um. I think like working with Undertaker is um. Made him a happier and healthier guy, and all of a sudden he has the confidence because he. Just from that one match, he went from horrible to since then, he's had good matches with a, with a lot of different people. I don't know what happened. Mm. Well, you know,
1: he's one injury away from, you know, his body literally falling apart. So, True. No. It, oh,
4: it's, it's pretty amazing that I think every regular headliner in the company got hurt in 2007 except Batista. The odds of that have to be pretty some some large mathematical number that indicates probability I have to agree with you on that
1: let's see so what are the heartthrobs
4: going to talk about? I'm excited to to hear from them again
1: uh, we're going to discuss steroids we're going to discuss uh, personal training um, what they do Monday through Friday
4: Um, ants probably (laughs) I would assume they do a lot of dancing I um like the heartthrobs or heartbreakers, what have you. Clearly, they didn't um accomplish or get the opportunity to accomplish much um when they're on the main roster. But I got to see them have an intense personal rivalry with uh, Tajiri and William Regal on Heat for like months at a time, and
0: uh,
4: <clears throat> it was um it was plenty enjoyable, even if no one saw it.
1: <laughs> well, I have to agree.
4: Now, it was also you, um uh, weren't you the oh, heat recapper?
1: You were the heat recapper, weren't you? That's right. There you go.
4: Pretty uh specified role, but um I really committed to it, so
1: There's nothing wrong with being on the B team.
4: It's now, that good. Or although by that point that was probably some higher alphabetical letter than B. But It is good, it's like 'cause um that's where Maria remember how Maria was dumb before she posed for playboy. Mhm, she used to be dumb, and then somehow when she did the uh photo shoot for Playboy, she got smart, which was weird, It's like how um when a girl says she's stripping to put herself through college, that must be what happens. You get naked and then smarter, but uh Maria first started out doing the the gimmick where she's dumb with the heartthrobs. And it was it was adorable, because the heartthrobs were just a couple of weirdos, and then Maria she was um, she was being all dumb. So. I always thought that um, they would should put them together, and then they would feud with uh, Eminem, because you would have Maria and then Romeo Roselli and Anthony Thomas, and they could be Mr. Rat, M R R A T a feud with Eminem over who had the best initials.
1: <laughs> so what, what do you think of uh, Miz and Morrison as a team? Do do you think they deserve the praise that, that uh, you know, the people that are in the now give them?
4: I really do love them. I would say um, even if Joey Mercury was a better worker than Miz as an act, and part of it is because they've um, – got more, I guess, confidence in their act than Eminem ever got, but I would say they've uh, surpassed Eminem as an act.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. And I honestly never really thought that I would see The Miz in the spot that he's in right now.
4: I know. When Miz was the hoorah host of SmackDown, I would have never seen him as a a slammy award-winning tag team competitor. Let alone, like, the only act who seems to be in demand by everyone who writes all three shows.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, you know, they – I think they should do more with the tag division um, because there there are some, you know, other than the Hardys, because they're a little busy right now, um, there, there are some good guys that could do tag work. Um, wh- why do you think tag teams have pretty much died?
4: Yeah, um, I guess – Maybe because M&M never really got a a real shot. They would they were used kind of the same way uh, Miz and Morrison are, where they work with the top guys, but it's not like a fifty fifty deal. But um, I'd say the last time the belts were used well were when um, Evolution had them, and they would feud with Chris Benoit and a, whoever partners like Edge and Benoit had a lot of matches, and Benoit was the world champion at the same time, so. That gave them importance. But after that rinse, course, it just went back to, to uh, I think, La Resistance. And from then on, it's the the pattern where they tag teams or guys who lose in handicap matches to, to main eventers. I thought they they could have done something if they'd um, had Cena and Batista keep the belts together for some length of time, and then you can actually like build a split between them. But it was only like a week.
3: Is no, let's,
1: uh, we, we just got this in from from uh, WrestlingObserver.com. Uh, NBC has just canceled American Gladiators. So we won't be able to see Gina Carano's boobs on, on national TV. That's a shame.
4: I wonder um, what year American Gladiators was canceled originally and what other history will repeat itself from that. Mm, that's a very good point. Would it have been, what, like 1990. 3 I'm guessing. So what happened in 1993 that has been portended by the cancellation of American Gladiators? New president and um probably just that. There
1: you go. There you go. Damn it. You don't have any NWA TV taping results. But uh we do have results from uh, last night in City of Industry, EWF and the AWS, Bart's company, they they work together. Uh, let's run through these here. Do we have any friends that were on the show? I don't see any names. Oh, the Ballards. The Ballards were defeated by by California luchadores Shamu Jr. and Peloto Suicida. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> That's an interesting, uh, interesting match there. Uh, the Ballards don't get to work straight lucha anymore. So, um, what indies do you follow, Justin?
4: Indies, um, there's uh, the ECW brand of, of WWE, which I understand is is independent of uh, the general managers on Raw and SmackDown. And um, there was that ROH I saw in 2005, and some people put on a show in uh, my high school gym a few years ago, which was uh, cool. Virgil was there, so.
1: To, hey, Wrestling Superstar Virgil
4: He was, I think that. Addressed as Wrestling Superstar Virgil Yep Although it may may Or no um, Something Because he was Shane in WCW And I think that was the last TV he had Or maybe he was Mike Jones At the end of WCW but, but some kids there Who maybe had some weird OCD about wrestling Who wanted to know why he Wasn't referred to as Shane because uh, when he was in the powers to be, he was chained.
1: God, that was bad times. That was hmm. horrendous. Uh well, you you brought up you brought up the not so glory period of uh, WCW two thousand one. Um, were you able to actually sit through those shows?
4: Some of them. Um, the first hour of Nitro was a good lead into Raw, even if it wasn't good in and of itself. Now that it's gone, I kind of, it's like, well, I wish I'd watched more of that, uh, just because, you know, it was there. But then again, I don't regret not seeing all of it. Saw a lot of them at the end. I don't know, maybe I knew the end was coming. and Then I better get in as much, like, Magnificent Seven as possible. That
1: stuff was uh, brutal, to say the least.
4: I didn't even see because Goldberg was off TV then I don't even remember who the top babyface was maybe DDP well, is DDP, DDP Jewish is Diamond Down Page Jewish
1: yeah
4: he is yes because I was thinking about who who of our favorite um, stars and legends in the wrestling community were, were lighting the second candle tonight uh, uh, Goldberg
1: uh, Barry Horwitz for sure Kelly Kelly um,
4: Kelly Kelly <laughs> Matt Stryker uh, outed Kelly Kelly is Jewish Jewish On I think Armageddon <laughs> Jewish Jewish <laughs> That was a surprise to me um, A-Train is Jewish
1: There you go He's
4: um, in Japan Yes um, hmm. Meltzer David, David A. Meltzer okay. There you and probably go. His, his son, or no? The the son's religion is determined by the mother. So um, that I, I do not stand by that claim on the Robert Griffin Radio. Um, Billy Kidman. There you go. Uh, Would that make Tori Wilson as well? Depends, I guess, whether they had a, an Orthodox ceremony in a synagogue or how they how they did it, or maybe she was freed from from our Hebrew clutches when they divorced. Gabe Sapolsky. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Gabe Sapolsky. Heyman. Um, probably Rob Scott Feinstein based on the last name. Scott Levy. Yes. For sure. Good old Reagan. The character of Erwin R. Scheister had to be Jewish, based on how covetous and greedy he was, even if Mike Rotundo is not Jewish. <laughs> that, that about covers it. Excellent
1: work. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, see, I'm, I'm racking my brain here to to figure out who else uh, who else would be.
4: I'm gonna straight the, uh... Google it right now. Google coming at you. They have email now. Google does. Um,
1: Jewish wrestler.
4: Yes. Did we say Dean Malenko?
1: There you go, Dean Simon. That's right.
4: Todd Gordon. Really? Apparently, these I don't know if I can just trust a, a Google internet search on cause they say yeah, Mark Merrow and Rena Merrow were Jews for Jesus, like Hanson. So, again, that's not the kind of claim I'm going to throw around willy-nilly. Maybe Mark Merrow has a, a list of um, like Jews for Jesus that he carries around and could could fill us in. Them. At Online the reality Wrestling,
1: we have Jewish wrestlers.
0: Ooh.
4: Let's hear it.
1: A-Train, um... Andy Kaufman.
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, good call. <laughs> uh,
1: Brian Knobs. Wow, hmm. hey, I didn't know that. Brian Pillman. Hmm. Cole Cabana. Nope. Okay.
4: The Ring of Honor must, re- or when Gabe was there, must have had wonderful celebrations. Uh, David Jewish Flair took his mother's.
1: David Flair took his mother's religion.
4: Ah yeah, excellent. So Ben Reed Flair would have too, or no, no, they're from different different mothers.
1: Yes, no, no Reed Flair. Um, A friend of the show in Southern California, Rick Drayson, uh, Robbie Ellis, who um, I just saw team with uh, Larry Sweeney against the Fabulous Two. Um, Saul (laughs) Weingroff I could never pronounce his name. Uh, Steve Blackman. Hmm. Um, Could be called Steve Jewman. Herb Abrams, everybody's favorite cocaine-addicted promoter.
4: Certainly. Ernie Ross, Grand Wizard. Could be called the Jew WF.
1: Just to let our listeners know, we are not here at Rubber Guard Radio anti-Semitic. I hate everyone equally, so... Don't, you know, don't feel like we're picking on you.
4: These are my my fellow um, brethren. They're my people, so I'm allowed to rhyme the word Jew with other vowel sounds. There it is. I have that authority. Glenn Jacobs. Huh. I don't know if I believe that one. Not that I'm saying there's something inherently un-Jewish about Cain. I guess he does light those four candles uh, after every match, though. (laughs) How long have you
1: been waiting to crack that joke?
4: I didn't even know he was um, until I saw him here on the on the list. Oh. <laughs> so now well, I hope it's true. If he did four before camp. the match and then four after.
1: <laughs> Why didn't they have? Hopefully they have him come out tonight on Raw and light light candles.
4: Absolutely. Now gonna, because um I can't have anything else fun cooked up. And it would fit right into his romancing Kelly, because Kelly is Jewish. So that that should definitely happen. They should have some kind of Seder tonight, and um, just really talk about we're never going to let the Holocaust happen again, and things like that. Things us Jewish people talk about with regularity.
1: Well, to continue on the Webbergard Radio Polar Express. I have on the line the audio guru of F4W Online, the man who brings us the Observer Live every week, Mr. Catrera. Catrera, say hi to Justin. Hi, Justin. Thanks, Chris. For-
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Thanks for jumping in, brother. No problem. Are you done with your uh, holiday shopping?
3: Yes, I was done like a month ago. Ooh. Oh yeah, lucky you. Lucky you.
1: I just I just stay it.
3: home and, and buy on Amazon. That's the key.
4: <laughs>
3: I ain't leaving the fucking house during this season. There it right, is.
4: because um Cyber Sunday, right? That's what, what it's called now, Cyber Sunday. Where you um the Sunday after Thanksgiving where you get to get your Christmas presents and, and pick you yes. Austin as a referee.
3: You do not see me out the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: Horrible, horrible. Well, thank you for uh, for cruising on down in your uh, your Jewish sleigh there, Mr. Shapiro. Uh, is there any website you'd like to plug?
4: Um, based on our experience, I would have to say Google is an excellent and very helpful website. So look into that. Agree. You can also look by picture and by video clip. So Google dot dot com. Don't even have to put the HTTP now anymore. There it is. Well, Mr. Shapiro, okay. happy
1: Hanukkah and and be safe and and uh, enjoy time with your family and and whatnot and you know. Okay, you I want to. I, I want to thank you very
4: much for my call. I really appreciate it.
1: Not a problem. Anytime. Thanks for calling in, Justin. Uh, okay, Mr. Contreras, that was uh, Justin Shapiro. We just okay. uh, ran down we we ran down a list of Jewish pro wrestlers. Ah. Uh. See, we're not just a Christmas show. We're a holiday show, so okay. as, not to, as not to offend anyone. but uh, So uh, how was the Observer show last night? I, I didn't get to listen to it yet.
3: It was good. It was just like a year-in-review show. Mm. So they just went like the first half of the year. I think they're going to do the next half next week. So,
1: How can you do that in a two-hour show? I don't
3: – What, just one half?
1: Well, you know what, though? I guess I guess just... Did they do just, like, the big stories or whatever?
3: Yeah, big stories from, the, like, the first part of the year and... Took phone calls nobody could hear. Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ed needs a new phone. <clears throat> awesome, awesome, awesome. So, I'm getting mine. i mine. Have you heard... Have you heard any other good podcasts?
3: Uh, you don't know, not really. Yeah. I I those, just listen to like the regular one.
1: Lance on Lance on the Drunk Cast was awesome.
3: Did that you like that? Funny. That was good. Yeah, that
1: was fun. But you know, other than that,
3: no. I just listen. I listen years. I listen to ads. I, I try to listen to Big D sometimes, but I just you know. Sometimes he just goes off the tracks, and I can't keep up, so I just.
1: <laughs> well, for those that are listening and you'd like to call in for Katrina and myself, uh, we have a few minutes before the heartthrobs come on. It would be area code 347-215-7946. Uh, the heartthrobs should be calling in any moment now. I have no idea what I'm going to ask them. Do you have any idea of what I can ask the heartthrobs?
3: Not really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so how does it feel to be the most talented tag team to never get off of Sunday Night Heat you know that's about it that's about it they had the one TNA appearance didn't they I don't know
3: I think they did yeah
1: I know they did one and the Basham's. yeah they
3: did when they were doing that stupid VKM shit yeah and so they brought like I guess they ran a WWE team or supposed to be WWE team or whatever or something like that I don't know
1: crap I tell you I never got
3: to see any of their stuff in OVW I kept hearing about how good it was uh...
1: yeah it was good and then they completely neutered them when they came up to the big show
3: yeah they had to change so. their names because it couldn't be the heartbreakers
1: I don't know why
3: I guess because of Shawn Michaels
0: oh, yeah, you know how they him. all
3: up there very true very true
0: here. So Chris, uh
1: what have you seen any anything uh D V D wise recently that you know that's just blown you away?
3: Um no uh. The only thing I've seen recently is just like the the Ric Flair uh shoot interview.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm planning on um checking out this Chris Adams documentary probably in the next few days. They got a thing where you can order the D V D and you can still watch it on like a computer. But I'd like to have a DVD, too, so
1: How much? How much is the
3: DVD? I think it's like twenty four dollars, <throat> and okay, cool. it's twenty four dollars, and it gives you like access. You can like watch the movie. It, movies like you get that for like thirty days with the purchase on the website. So oh, oh
1: there's web website exclusive stuff.
3: They can get. Well, no, it's just they show them. They show the, they show the movie on the website. Right. But, you know that's one of those I just like having DVDs I don't really care much for watching stuff on a computer I watch it on yeah I hear you that on my DVD player I pre-ordered uh, I pre-ordered uh, the arcade set today
1: oh that's that's going to be a good set
3: yeah you it know, has least, a lot uh, of good stuff on it
1: well there is yeah it depends on you know what what era you're really itching for You know, I mean, I, the first four, five, four were really, really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then it went downhill, but, you know. They had some,
3: some, well, they had some good ones, like, well, not in the Hogan era. I I didn't really care much for that. I liked the one with the Japanese coming in when they did that pay-per-view. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the Rising Sun.
3: Or the oh, no, no, the, no, no World yeah, yeah, World, the World Cup, yeah the World Cup was good.
1: Well, that was you know that was a, a what <clears throat> one of the first tastes that a lot of people got of the New Japan style. Yeah, you know, I mean they
3: got a little bit of it. You know, like in the early nineties when WCW was doing stuff. You know, they had uh,
1: Liger and then Chono and uh,
3: Muda and, and was, all those guys. Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, this was. This was, they, yeah, that was a blowaway show. I mean, you had everybody on there. You had Guerrero, you had uh, Benoit, you had Liger, Kanemoto, um, Tenzon, You know, there was some fucking talent on that show. Um, yeah, the main
3: thing I see missing from the Starcade, I wish they had Steamboat and Blanchard on there. They don't have that.
1: Well, that was an exceptional match. I
3: think that, that was the best was match really, on that really, show. Good. I That's, have to agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And right after Steamboat said, Fuck you, I'm going to New York. You know? Just in time. And they got they more. got some
3: other good stuff. They got uh Barry Windham and Brian Pillman and Steamboat and Douglas. That was a really good match I thought. Did you ever see that one from ninety two?
1: Wasn't that like a a count out or a DQ finish?
3: No no, it was a it was a pinball. No. It they it was when Steamboat and Douglas were the tag champs.
1: Oh, okay, that was right before they put Pillman and Austin together.
3: Yeah. They got Rick Flair and Vader on here, I'm looking forward to I haven't seen that one in a long time.
1: Yeah, but with that one you need the T V before. Yeah. You know, they were really building it. You know, that, that was a real strong angle that they built.
3: Yeah, because I think um, like the week before Flair cut like on Saturday night, he cut an awesome promo talking about just talking about a bunch of, talking about guys like Harry Von Erick and stuff like that. It was really awesome. They like got one of the better, probably Lex Luger's best match from 88 against Ric Flair. Mm. That was a great match. They got a documentary on here, too. And probably be full that of the, bullshit. Was that
1: the one where Flair Flair changed the finish?
3: He, I don't know. I, this was the one where he, I don't know there was a story about he was supposed to lose to Ric Steiner in five minutes or some bullshit.
1: Right. That's right. And,
3: well, I think they wanted they wanted player to I think they wanted him to go over clean or something like that, but he wanted to do the beat on the ropes or something like that. Okay.
1: Alrighty. Let's see. Okay. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and I'm going to play the song that I played earlier. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold for just a second, Couture, okay?
3: Okay. Cool.
1: All righty. While well, we have Katrera on hold, I'm going to play uh, Christmas Night of the Zombies. I need to lower the volume though. There we go. thirty five minutes remaining, and I have not gotten word from the heartthrobs or heartbreakers, whichever you want to call them
3: uh,
1: okay, we're back um so Chris, what are you doing for the holidays?
3: uh nothing I'm just uh staying home,
1: having family over or no
3: yeah, having family over cool,
1: cool now you're you're single, right? Yes, so you're lucky. you don't have to go to two different Christmas parties. <laughs> I do. No.
3: no.
1: That's you know that's part of the thing about being married, man. You have to you know split the holidays for each side of the family. Thanksgiving is a motherfucker for me, man. Go to my mom's in the morning or in the late morning, eat a turkey dinner, and go to my in-laws and in, you know in the evening and eat another turkey
3: dinner. That's a
1: motherfucker yep. right there. Right. <clears throat> yeah.
3: I'm looking at. Uh, have you seen this uh, best of Saturday night, night event they got coming out?
1: I don't want it. I have all of them.
3: Oh, do you? Yeah, I was just so looking at. I've sure. got all of them. I mean, I've got them on tape and stuff like that. But this this looks like a good set.
1: I wonder if they're going to do a documentary.
3: I I'm looking at the listing. It doesn't say anything about documentary or anything like that. But it's got a lot of the best matches on here. Probably my favorite one was. Did you ever see the Randy Savage Bret Hart match?
1: Yes. That was the honky tonk man with the guitar shot, right?
3: No, that, that was the the m- month before. I think with honky tonk man against savage, where they did the guitar shot. And right, this one was. It's probably my favorite match that they. Uh, Saturday Night's main event was savage and Bret Hart. That was a really good match.
1: Yeah, the Bulldogs had a had a couple good matches in the main event. Let's see who else. Uh... The the Brainbusters and the Rockers was really good.
3: Yeah, and they had, um, I think they had Jake the Snake against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That was a good match.
1: No, that wasn't the one where he dropped Steamboat on his head.
3: No, this was like a rematch months later.
1: Oh, okay. That was in the middle of the program. Okay, that wasn't yeah. the, the, the drop on the head. That and, was a sick-looking DDT when they did that, though.
3: I know he smacked right on the concrete floor, oh, and man. savage against Jake Roberts. That was a real good match. I thought it was weird because two heels going at it.
1: <clears throat> well, that was a that was a fun show back in the day. What what, what do you think of the new incarnation of it?
3: Uh, I don't even watch it. Uh,
1: horrible I just suck.
3: don't. I just don't really bother with it. I'm like that with a lot of stuff. If something comes out that I can read spoilers to and I don't have to waste my time and I'm not going to. You know, unless unless it's like a really good match or something. So, I just mostly watch Raw now. I can't. I refuse. <laughs> I just...
1: I, I can't do it because I... I know the people that they have working for that company and the... Lack of creative—that's creative things and ideas that are being done—is a shame, and there's no excuse mm-hmm. because they have. I mean, the agents, let alone, you know, people that are doing writing. Look at the fucking agents. You know, they're back there just sitting, sitting around, getting a getting a nice paycheck, and I don't blame them. You know, if you're getting paid to fucking sit there and talk with these these guys that aren't going to listen to you anyway, why not?
3: Boy, it's 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 terrible that you can like pro wrestling you can manipulate it to any to do anything you want and you can't produce anything good. That's just like that's just stupid to me.
1: Well, I I don't know. It's it's not the business we you know that we love and that's why I like going to Indies. Indies are you know, <laughs> guys are going out there trying to you know, trying to make that big name. You know, yeah. and they're out there working hard and you know they're obviously going to listen to the guy that booked them because he's the one that's paying them. It's you know out of out of pocket into hand as opposed to going through fifteen thousand different hands to get there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know there
1: are too many too many spoons in the pot as far as WB and TNA the clusterfuck um, are concerned. Um,
3: I'm going to be I'm going to start checking out ROH because they're going to start on Direct TV here next year, so I'll be able to watch their pay-per-views.
1: You have Direct TV. Do you do you get the yeah. colors network?
3: No, uh, we don't have it. No? Okay. Let's
1: see, what's their channel? They're like a nine thousand forty seven or something.
3: But yeah, I saw some photos work. from that uh N W A T uh Hollywood type and it looked really good.
1: Oh, from I last mean, night The production? Or, or last month?
3: Or well just uh you know I think they did a bunch of episodes last month or something like that, or taped a bunch. Yeah,
1: well they taped they taped Friday and last night as well. Oh really? Or no, Saturday and last night, yeah.
3: But I just saw the look of the program looked like a old school T B S uh kind of setup.
1: Well, it is it was taped at the C B S Studios. So oh, it really? was really in a studio, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be fun stuff. That the new episodes of that'll be airing in January. You can get it the Colors Network on uh I think it's Dish Network I think has it. Or is it direct I think they show on it the-
3: on the website, Colors website too.
1: Yeah, you can under- watch it on the Colors website or N W A wrestling dot com. Yeah. Um yeah, that's good stuff. But uh yeah, I mean I've been talking been talking about that shit since it's been blue in the face, brother. But now mm-hmm. now's the time for them to step up and they, they. I think they could really make a difference now if they, mm-hmm. they get a big push and a big clearance. Um, because you know they emphasize more on the wrestling. You know there aren't backstage backstage skits. There's just uh, Dave Marquez back there holding the microphone, letting someone cut a promo.
3: Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you draw money. Who were some of the guys that they got uh, on these shows?
1: Lance, uh, Lance Cade, um, uh, Murdoch. Adam Pierce, Brent Albright, Blue Demon Jr., who's the champion. Uh, Los Luchas, uh, Joey Ryan from Hogan Celebrity Wrestling Fame is one of the trainers. Okay. Um, let's see who else. A lot of local guys, uh, Southern California-based guys that that they could have drive in as opposed to flying in. Um, See who else? Uh, Carl Anderson when he's in the country. That's really not going to happen too much anymore. He's pretty much a fixture in all, in New Japan, so um, that's a shame because he's good. Uh, Brian Danielson.
0: Um, uh, I haven't seen much
3: of Brian Danielson. I saw most I've seen of him was in the early Ring of Honor. I, I got their tapes like when they first started up. That's the most of the same him.
1: No, he's still going. Um, he was the one that they wanted to put the NWA title on. hmm And I think that there was an issue with Ring of Honor at that time. Uh. um, but now there is not an issue with Ring of Honor. Since there's a common link between both companies. Mm-hmm. Adam and Pierce. So that's you know, that's kinda I think where they're going. Um just the question is when are they gonna take it off Blue Demon? Uh they put it on him to establish NWA Mexico. So, you know, when they get that established and, and whatnot then, you know, we'll see a title change somewhere down the road. Um, uh. But uh yeah they're not they're not doing a complete restart. So, you know, they, they they're doing something with the tag titles. I'm not quite sure. Um, I haven't followed the spoilers because I'd actually like to watch the show in January and not, you know, not really know what's going on. But uh, well, it looks like the heartthrobs are not going to be calling in, so um, I'm going to cut it early. I'm going to go out oh. with uh, with the old lady. Fuck it, we're going to cut off with 27 minutes to go. Chris, thanks for coming on. Um, no problem. Some dead air and. And have a Merry Christmas, and uh, I will be talking to you very soon. Okay, you too. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. Okay, bye. That was Audio Guru, Chris Gutierre from figure4online.com. We're going to wrap up here. Um, The heart throbs. I don't know what's going on. I don't have a text or an email or anything, so I'll let you guys know on the uh, 29th. Our next show will be next Monday uh December twenty ninth at seven PM. Uh we'll have a mystery guest on at seven PM and at eight o'clock we will have Dragon Gate, NWA, Pro Gorilla, Southern California Indies. Uh geez, all kinds of different uh, groups have been using these guys. The Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, will be on the show. Um, they worked this past was it Saturday for the EWF? Uh they worked each other and they went over thirty. So we will be having both Young Buck brothers on. Uh, WrestleWarehouse.com For all your Lucha Libre mask needs Uh, They have some DVDs T-shirts And a bunch of different things Uh, SoCalProWrestling.com If you're anywhere in San Diego I suggest checking out SoCalPro Or uh, NewWaveProWrestling.com And I'd also like to throw a special shout out To my newest sponsor uh, SlamBamJam.com You need any Lucha or Japanese DVDs Go Okay go. Alfredo's got an amazing selection. He's got all kinds of classics from All Japan, New Japan, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, He's got wacky indies, lucha indies, um, all kinds of weird shit. You could type in a worker's name in the search engine, and you'll be able to find, most likely, uh, DVDs of of that worker. Uh, MySpace.com backslash Radio. Alright guys, I will talk to you on Monday.